Hello, my name is Van Sneed, and welcome to another episode of the PS Plus, a Living Faith Bible Institute podcast that serves as a companion to another called The Postscript. Now, on that podcast, pastor and host Brandon Briscoe each week will speak with other pastors and professors from the Living Faith Bible Institute on a wide array of topics. Here on this podcast, the PS Plus, we'll take a look at some of the topics that are being discussed and we'll dive in just a little bit deeper. Now, today's episode is going to be a little bit different than some of the ones that we've done in the past, because in the past we focused primarily on things that are doctrinally significant or doctrinally heavy, things like covenant theology or the hermeneutics behind revelation. But today we're actually going to be a little bit more devotional, and I think that you'll understand why in just a short bit. So let's do this thing. So in episode 98 of The Postscript, Pastor Brandon Briscoe is talking to Jonathan Kindler, who's one of the professors of biblical counseling at the Living Faith Bible Institute, about the subject of fear. And this is a great episode for anyone of any walk of life to listen to because it's talking about something that we all deal with, which is fear. Everyone deals with fear. And in the episode, they talked about productive methods, productive means by which we can process fear and deal with it biblically. Now, two of the key concepts that were talked about were what we can call a proper fear and an improper fear. Now, a proper fear would be simply acknowledging who God is. And there are passages all over Scripture, like in Proverbs, that talk about the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Whereas an improper fear is something that actually interrupts a proper fear of God. It it takes It takes our situation and it elevates it above God's sovereignty. And it's here where Jonathan Kindler says something that, man, I don't know, man, if you got a book of quotes like I do, I I carry a little little field notes book and I write down all the, you know, cool things I learned or things I need to keep track of or weird and funny things that my kids say. I got a book of quotes. You should write this down. Listen to this. In talking about an improper fear, here's what Jonathan says. It shifts our focus from who God is to who we are, and it moves us into this position of self-preservation. So with that in mind, I want to take the episode and just look at two passages in our Bible. And these aren't some, you know, rare find. I'm, I'm, I'm not digging through dusty Bible stories at the dusty Bible story store. This, this is a vinyl record reference, guys, for for those of you that don't know what vinyl is. Man, I don't know what to tell you. You should Google that. But I'm not going to bring up some rare gem of a Bible story. These are ones that you've heard before. But I think they're going to be very pertinent to what we're looking at today in our podcast. So the first story that we get comes from 1 Samuel, and it's really in chapter 13, but we need a little bit of context in chapter 10. And in verse 8 in particular, Saul, who is the king of Israel, is being given very specific instructions by Samuel. And here's what it says in verse 8. And thou shalt go down before me to Gilgal, and behold, I will come down unto thee to offer burnt offerings and to sacrifice sacrifices of peace offerings. Seven days shalt thou tarry till I come to thee and show thee what thou shalt do. So pretty simple instructions. Chill, homie. Wait seven days, and I'll be there to do all the things. 
So by the time we get to chapter 13, the Philistines, which are the historic enemy of the nation of Israel, have gathered themselves together against Israel. And the scripture says 30,000 chariots, 6,000 horsemen, and, quote, people as the sand which is on the seashore in multitude. So this is like so many people. They brought out everybody with the goal of utter destruction. And in verses 7 through 9 of chapter 13, Israel, the nation, is incredibly fearful. Some leave altogether. Some are hiding in caves and and in other places where they can't be seen. And there is no doubt a, a spirit of fear that's about this nation. And so what we see in verse 8 and 9 is that Saul takes matters into his own hands. And he tarried seven days according to the set time that Samuel had appointed. But Samuel came not to Gilgal, and the people were scattered from him. And Saul said, Bring hither a burnt offering to me and peace offerings. And he offered the burnt offering. And you know, just like some quirky comedy, the moment he finishes, of course you know what happens. Samuel shows up. And it tells of the exchange between Saul and Samuel in verses 10 through 13. And it came to pass that as soon as he had made an end of offering, the burnt offering, behold, Samuel came and Saul went out to meet him that he might salute him. And Samuel said, what hast thou done? And Saul said, now listen to this very carefully, because I saw that the people were scattered from me and thou camest not within the days appointed and the Philistines gathered together themselves at Michmash. Therefore said, I, the Philistines will come down upon me to Gilgal, and I have not made supplication unto the Lord. I forced myself, therefore, and offered a burnt offering. And Samuel's response is, as you would expect in verse 13, And Samuel said to Saul, Thou hast done foolishly. Thou hast not kept the commandment of the Lord thy God, which he commanded thee. And again, in that passage, we see over and over again, Saul is processing his next steps, what he is going to do, and in fact, his disobedience through the filter of himself. He didn't see Samuel coming. He was concerned about himself. And so he does a foolish thing in that he offers a burnt offering. And again, it reminds us of that that great quote by Jonathan Kindler, about what improper fear does. It shifts our focus from who God is to who we are, and it moves us into a place of self-preservation. So let's contrast an improper fear with a proper one. And in order to see this, we're going to take a look at a very familiar passage in Daniel chapter 6. So to set the context, Darius, the king of the Medo-Persian Empire, has made Daniel essentially the highest authority in the land over his peers, and under Darius the king himself. And there are a few folks that are really jealous about Daniel's position and are trying to think of a way to remove him from this coveted spot. So what they do is they essentially convince King Darius to make a very foolish law. And we see exactly the nature of it in verses 7 through 9. All the presidents of the kingdom, the governors and the princes, the counselors and the captains have consulted together to establish a royal statute and to make a firm decree that whosoever shall ask a petition of any god or man for thirty days save of thee, O king, he shall be cast into the den of lions. And in verses 8 through 9, we get some additional information, laws that were passed 
in this particular culture could not be overturned. Now, O king, establish the decree and sign the writing that it be not changed according to the law of the Medes and Persians, which altereth not. Wherefore, King Darius signed the writing and the decree. Now, for any of you that have read their Bible or have been read Bible stories, you kind of know where the story goes. Daniel gets thrown into the den of lions. He's okay, but the dudes that try to get him, they get got. End of story. But I think that Daniel's response, which is noted in verse 8, man, it's real good. Listen to what it says. Now, when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house, and his windows being open in his chamber towards Jerusalem, he kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did aforetime. Daniel's response here is amazing, and especially in contrast to Saul's response. So Saul, when he was faced with a situation that that seemed to not have a logical way of escape, what Saul does is that he acts in the interest of his own self-preservation. And Daniel, when he sees that the law is signed, and that's what I think is so interesting, when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, it's not that he was praying and then he came back and they're like, yo, Daniel, did you hear about that crazy law where they're trying to kill you now? That's... That's not how it went down. Daniel heard of this law, and his response was to do the same thing that he's always done, which is pray to the God of heaven. And Daniel's response is really a worshipful response. And it leads us to another really great quote from Jonathan Kindler from episode 98 of the postscript, where he says this, A remedy for fear is faith, and we know it's working when we're worshiping. And I think that'll preach. So as always, I want to thank you for joining me on another episode of the PS Plus. And thanks for kind of hanging out as we've been doing something more devotional, less, you know, specifically doctrinally focused. I hope that you'll join us next time. We're You know, if you come here for Bible Nerd Knowledge, I promise you we'll get back to it. But man, that was just such a good episode. I couldn't help myself. So thanks for listening again, and I hope to talk to you next time. Take care.